This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That's what our next guest has done. We've always uh, loved having Dick Vermeil on the show and Coach Vermeil, sponsored by Independence Blue Cross. Learn more at ibx.com. We welcome the legendary coach of the Eagles and, of course, a title winner from his 1999 squad with the Rams as well, Dick Vermeil. How you doing, Dick? Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. Good morning, Coach. Coach, I heard that uh, that you're going to be honored out there in L.A. Yeah. this weekend with you know two of your three pro football teams and one that you took to a, a Super Bowl and one that you took to a Super Bowl and won. That's got to be a thrill for you in a game when I know you care a lot about both organizations. I do. It'll, it'll be fun. I think I'll sort of feel like the Kelsey family in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, you certainly deserve it, and uh, as we're always happy – Anytime you get honored, it's always so, so, so well-deserved. All right, Dick, let's get to sort of this matchup and, and framed within the, the context of the Eagles and what we've seen so far. I am starting to get increasingly concerned about the defense, certainly with what we saw versus Washington uh, and some of the injuries. And I'm curious, does this defense start raising your antenna of concern a little bit more than you had been based on what we saw in recent weeks? More so in past defense. You know, nobody's going to really beat them running. But I, I think, you know, people are going to move the ball throwing. But you remember they did last year, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that, that's a concern. And, and the Rams now, as you look at them, as I study them this week, and I have, I've had time to really look at my reports that I get. And uh, coming into the season before either team played a game, the computer had them really dominating the game today, dominating. Mm-hmm. Today, eliminating the entire season last year, going with the first four games this year, it has the Rams winning by one point. Wow. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. And it's just changed the overall reflection. What we all know is we keep getting better, and we expect to keep getting better because we're well-coached, and we have a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. And the transition with new coordinators and just scheme – uh, understanding and playing with great tempo because you, you now understand and you keep going. Uh, we expect them to get better. I expect them to go out there and win, but it's it's going to be tougher. This Ram team has improved a lot. Mm-hmm. So 
do you expect our DBs to continue to play as off and soft against this Rams team as we did last week against the Commanders? I would doubt it, you know, especially by situations. Mm-hmm. You know, we have talented people at the corner positions. I felt like it was the biggest part of the problem last week, yeah. Coach. You yeah. know, like we were – Darius Slay especially was so off. He was 10 yards off the ball, even in critical situations. It's like fourth and two. Uh-huh. You know, the, yeah, the I, coverage didn't match, match the pass rush last week. I understand that. I watched it. I saw it, you know. But uh, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, this expression I used in regard to experience – Two inexperienced coordinators. Experience only helps you after you need it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, yeah. I think they'll keep improving what they do because they'll better understand what their players can do. And they'll, you know, and they'll keep, I think they'll keep honing in their preparation and definition for the opponent each week. Uh, this will be a challenge because, you know, the Rams can throw the ball. They can right. throw the ball. Did, they haven't no, I'm sorry, out the scoring, you know. Yeah. Dick, one of the things Nick Sirianni said it was this week when he joined us on Tuesday, he talked about that it was actually his decision, not Brian Johnson's, when the team ran the ball in third and 11. And Brian Johnson initially said, let's pass it. And it was coming out of the, the third quarter into the fourth quarter timeout. And Sirianni said, nope, we're running the ball. And I'm curious how, and of course it didn't work, how often does that happen and we the public really don't know about it, that a head coach overrules, let's say, an offensive coordinator who's, who's calling the place? I don't think it happens often. You know, uh, uh, late in my career, I didn't do it often. What I did do, uh, I would say, let's run the ball more. Hey, uh, they're playing us very tight. Let's, let's threaten them deep more and these kinds of things. But on a specific play, of course, on the decisions for fourth and inches or third and inches, what you're going to do, you know, and these kind of things, then the head coach would enter into it. But uh, I, I think Nick had an impulsive feeling and he wanted to utilize his uh, – leadership role, and he did what he thought was best. Yeah, yeah. Coach, this week uh, against the Rams, they've got a defensive player in Aaron Donald who he might be anywhere along that defensive line. He could be nose tackle, D tackle. Yeah. He could be defensive end. He could be even farther outside. How can our O-line plan to account for Aaron Donald this week when he lines up at every position? I'm not sure he has been as dominating this year as he has been in the past. Hmm. He's got two tacks. He's got, I'm sure he's got more quarterback pressures. But fortunately, when an opponent's strength is their defensive line, it's a matchup against our strength, our offensive line. Right. And the, the time to evaluate how good any one specific player is in your offensive line is, is to evaluate when, when he's against a real good defensive lineman. You know, many guys get, get real good uh, sack counts and all that because they're Three weeks in a row, they played a guy that's a very average or a below average offensive lineman. You know, mm-hmm. uh, fortunately for us, we don't have anybody that's just an average offensive lineman in there. Right. So I, I think he'll be a factor, but I don't think he'll be a dominating factor. So the word on the Rams, I mean, historically it feels like is Matthew Stafford doesn't get protected well enough. How well have they protected him this year, and how well can we take advantage of this O line this week? Well, you know. I, I would say they're they're throwing the ball well. Okay, their pass offense is right up there in attempts, number one in the league, uh, yards, number two in the league. All these, so they're doing number mm. three in completions. But what they're not getting is touchdown passes out of it. Mm. They're not throwing many touchdown passes. They've only thrown three. 
okay? So, and they're not doing a great job in the red zone. So uh, what they have to, they actually do a fair job when they get in the red zone. They just don't get into the red zone often enough. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, it's more important to get in the red zone many times and be, have a lower percentage of success than getting in there a few times and have a high percentage of success. Uh, that's been true for a long time. So it, there's the possibility that Cooper Cup, who, my gosh, he's been prolific, Cooper yeah. Cup could be back this week. How does that change the way Sean Desai, if he's back in, for this game, how does it change the way Sean Desai game plans this? Well, we all know Sean does a great job of getting to the balls to the guys that can score. You know, look at he's doing with the rookie. What's he, a fifth-round pick? Yeah, he's got yeah. 30-something. Right, Puka. He'll, he'll, Puka Natua. He will find a way to get the ball to him. But if the, if he has too much pressure on him, he won't throw it accurately. Sometimes I'm more excited about a pressure than I am a sack because when you get sacked, you can't throw an interception. You know, so uh, <laughs> true. Good point. I think, well, I think get well. I think we'll get consistent pressure on him. Hey, Dick, let's get uh, two predictions from you here. And, and we heard you say your computer has the Rams by a point. Let's get your prediction: Eagles Rams Sunday. What do you What do you think? I think we're. I, I really believe we'll be seven plus. I really do. Overall, you know, it's hard to change dramatically in four games. It's hard to go from being the maybe the best team in football to having uh, an average rating from a computer standpoint. You know, the Eagles have some outstanding ratings on offense. You know, they're a running game. Yep. Thank God. Yep. Yeah, these kinds of things. So I, I think it'll balance out. Rams have not been taking the ball away. <laughs> they have not been taking the ball away, which is a plus for us. You know, we just got to make sure uh, we don't turn it over, you know, and, and end up being plus in the giveaway takeaway ratio. And I, I think we beat them. I got to tell you, Dick, I'm sure as others have noticed this, I'm sure it warms a lot of people's hearts hearing you say we talking about the Eagles when it's against a team you literally won a Super Bowl. I with. had the exact same thought, Joe. Exact same I thought. know it might not be the same because it's not in St. Louis and it's in LA, but. I got to tell you, that's notable. I mean, you won a Super Bowl with the Rams, and you're saying we with the Eagles makes well, us makes us very very happy. Trust me. Thank you. Uh, yeah. All right, take not, ne- next. Better be very yeah. very uh, cautious on Sunday. I'm sitting in the owner's box. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember to wear green. All right. Yeah. All right. Here's the next thing. Another prediction: Dallas San Fran. One of the most fascinating matchups so far this season. The games in San Fran could have big implications for the playoffs and just to size up which team is better. Dallas at San Fran. What do you think? It says uh, Dallas loses by two. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. And do you agree with it? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, San Francisco's the best complete team I've seen, and I've seen them twice play full games. And uh, I think right now they're really humming. They're, they, they've got a lot of things going for them. And, and there's a nice mixture of their offense. You know, they have some old-fashioned football in that. You know, when people don't see that old-fashioned football every week. So all yeah. of a sudden now, here's a guy with a fullback and lead back yeah. and double guards pulling around. Oh, that's a little bit different. And then they got the great football player, and they put the ball in his hands. They give him a chance to win the game for him. you know? They sure do. It'll be tough, but I think the 49ers complete or a better team. And I have two former assistant coaches coaching the offense at Dallas now. The offensive line coach and the coordinator all work for me. So uh, – mm. You know, I follow them closely, but I don't. I don't think 
they can beat the 49ers. Wow. Dick, final thing here. You just referenced old-fashioned uh, football. And boy, is that a perfect segue for something I, we really wanted to ask you today. The passing that we saw, of course, um, of, of the great linebacker Dick Butkus. Um, yeah. Curious, if you could frame for the 25-year-old listening that never saw Dick Butkus play, his influence and his dominance in pro football, particularly given that style of football back then. And then Dick Butkus, the man, as I, I assume you knew him somewhere along the line. Uh, Dick Butkus, the player. Dick Butkus, the person. What comes to mind for you? Well, the player, I would say he was the meanest football player I ever watched play. I got to coach against him in 1969, Wrigley Field. I'm going to say an assistant uh, coach at the Los Angeles Rams, and he's there. He's the only player... I've ever seen throw a teammate out of the huddle. He threw a he threw one of his teammates out of the huddle. They called timeout, and he pointed the guy to the sideline, the coach, and and bit, what was the old big heavy coach's name? Uh, With Chicago? Yeah, I don't know. after after Hallis, obviously, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. And he comes out, and they go Butkus. And the head coach go nose to nose. They're calling each other the worst names you can hear. And I'm standing on the sideline because in those days, both teams were on the same sideline there. And I could hear all this stuff. Huh. Buskis would not allow this guy back in the huddle. So the coach, <laughs> coach had to put another player in, in that position. <laughs> it was Abe Gibran. Abe Gibran. Wow. Jeez. He was I calling the shots. Was, was he just as intense? off? The, like, What was he like off the field? You know, I got to spend about 20 minutes with him at the Hall of Fame this year. And we thought, you know, the first thing he asked me is, how's your wine business doing? So he knew I was in the wine business. Good. How about that? We talked, we talked about uh, George Allen because I had worked for George. And, you know, he knew about George Allen in Chicago and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, he was leaning on a crutch. But he seemed he seemed healthy other than bumped up and bruised because of knees in these kind of things. Hmm. Very pleasant. And it was he sort of drew a crowd. You know, I was there initially, and then we had three or four guys almost of the same vintage and had a wonderful discussion with him. And he was in, in good spirits. Yeah, very good spirits. Yeah. Well, Dick, we, we really appreciate you being a part of the show today, as always, every Friday here. And speaking of that wine business, reminder to everyone listening, if you live in Pennsylvania or New Jersey, great news, you can now get delicious Vermeil wine shipped directly to your home. So make sure you visit com Again, that's VermeilWines.com. I've ordered it before. Wonderful wine. Get yourself Coach Vermeil's wine. Of course, the entire wine selection there at VermeilWines.com. Dick, enjoy Sunday with the Eagles and the Rams and being in that coach's, in the owner's box. And thanks again for being a big part of the show. Uh, thank you. Take care, guys. You thanks, got it. Dick. All right, there he is, the legendary Dick Vermeil.